Welcome to another episode of Acting with Asher. I'm your host, Jade Asher. Now I have to say, it is hot in here today. I'm in my little loft recording studio and it is sweltering. It's like 34 degrees outside. I've just come up here. Even my microphone and the microphone stand is hot to touch. So I don't know how long I'm going to survive. I've got a bottle of ice water that I'm just kind of dabbing myself with. And I'm hoping that I survive like 20, 25 minutes. I might ju- you might just hear a thud and that's me passing out. I'll edit it together so it sounds okay. So today I wanted to talk about marketing and marketing for actors and actually the world in general is such an important part of today's life but for any business really and I may have said it before but I do treat acting as a business as much as you know we're artists and you know we don't want to be just a thing a commodity we kind of are and I think you know it's one of those things you can fight against it or you can go with it and I just think it's so easier to just accept that You have to see yourself as a business. You are a product. The moment you start getting into that kind of mindset, that's when things start to change a bit. I know a lot of actors that still don't really use social media and I just kind of think, why? It's a really easy way of connecting with your audience. And, you know, as an actor, it's not always about being famous. You know, we don't do this to be famous. Sometimes it is because we genuinely have a story we want to tell, we have a message, we want to say something, we want to do good in the world. But also part of that business is reaching people. Then you have to be making the most of all the tools available and social media is free. So I think that for all actors, you definitely need at least Facebook, YouTube, Instagram and Twitter. If you don't know how to use those things, then learn. There's, it, there's so many books. I listen to audio books to try and understand and things move really fast. You do have to stay on top of it. And it is a lot of work. Yes, I agree with that. But I've actually found I do get approached and a lot of work through social media. And I've also found people, I've worked on feature films where we've put an advertising up and because it popped up on their Instagram or Facebook, they applied for it and then ended up with the job. So definitely in the independent scene, It's a way that you can get work. It gives you a chance to think about what your branding is, really. And it's not so much a brand as in, you know, what am I selling or, you know, putting yourself in a box. You yourself must have a vibe, what you're into, the kind of person you are, what what your message is. For me, I do photo shoots constantly. And again, people might think, oh, but I'm an actor. What's photo shoots got to do with it? Well, look at all the famous actors Google your favourite actor and see how many photos they have online. It literally is all about using their image. And you can see from their younger days, I think I used to stalk Angelina Jolie's back in the day and she'd always have all these amazing photo shoots. And I really don't think it actually had much to do with the role she was playing. It was more her as a marketing thing, putting images out there. I genuinely think that you could be the most talented actor in the world. And God, I've met some people who are incredibly, incredibly talented, but they don't, no one else knows who they are is really weird. And I just think, God, I think I've actually known people with potential A-list megastardom within them. And yeah, they're just off social media. I don't know, maybe they did a few acting classes and then it kind of trailed off which I feel is really sad and you know I think maybe they they got fed up because nothing really was happening to them and might have given up but you know you've got to try all different areas not everything might work for you you know YouTube might not work you might hate Twitter you might hate all of them but like does it hurt to put your most current headshots up you know things like 
making sure that each profile has a professional photo. You have the same name, actually. A friend of mine, he um, he he put his like a fake name up. And then when I was doing the credits for some of the work we'd done, I was like, mm, why is it this name? Is it this your name or that your name? Because you've got two names right now. And he goes, oh, this is my stage name, but I use that to protect myself on social media. Uh, I was like, well, why don't you have two social medias if you want to be private and you have a lot of private stuff going on? That's fine. But I think it just really doesn't hurt to have a social media which has your stage name and represents you as an actor. And, you know, don't make it private. Obviously, like I said, for your personal one, put all the pictures of your sandwiches and your dogs and your feet in the sand or whatever. But for your professional ones, it should be headshots. It should be anything acting, business, work related. And show people you're busy. People like it when you're busy. They're interested. They want to know what you're doing. Marketing also covers all the platforms for me as well. So we're talking, in the UK at least, um, Spotlight, Mandy.com and it used to be Carson Call Pro. And I think there mm, there is another one. So I'm also a member of Equity and they have a casting platform. IMDB as well. I've signed up for that. I think IMDB. Actually, I'm going to come back to IMDB in a minute. But what I was saying is that as an actor... I think you should be with as many casting platforms as you find useful and make sure, again, your name, your photos, your showreels, everything is up to date and consistent across. Like, don't have on one profile your picture from 10 years ago and then on the other picture of you drunk. Just keep it consistent. If you have a new bunch of photos from kind of the same era, stick to that. And make sure you update photos as well. My agent sent a message actually this week and she said that she actually got told off by a casting director. Now, I I don't know how I feel about this. I just, I've seen casting directors tell people a few times and I think I'm going to do a whole episode on this at some point. I don't think that's right. I don't think you can, it's like, you know, it's not quite along the same lines as obviously all this sexual abuse within the acting industry, but it's an abuse of power. You can't. I don't think you should be able to speak to someone like that. But anyway, so my agent was annoyed at uh, one of the actors because he turned up to an audition and he didn't look like his headshots. And the casting director had rang my agent and told her off because the actor didn't look like his headshots. And also it now makes my agent look bad. So she potentially, this casting director won't go to my agent anymore because she think, well, her actors have out of date stuff. And it is that kind of thing of you are almost in a team within an agency because God, if your agent pisses someone off, that's you done. (laughs) I think I've worked with an agent and Yeah, I think I've heard a casting director being like, oh, I didn't really like them. And then on the other hand, I've heard, uh, you know, I've said to a casting director, oh, I'm with this agent. He goes, oh, they're really great. So even though I didn't particularly like them, if I'm honest. So you really have to stay on top of these things. And I think, yeah, you know, sadly, we put on weight, we lose hair, we change our looks and it is annoying and expensive but you don't have to spend loads of money on headshots. I really believe that you don't. Your agency might recommend a photographer that they like and that stays consistent among their clients so like my agent does that and they might even get uh discounts which is always handy we like that but honestly I think the best photos I ever got like a 60 pound shoot 
and they got me into like some big big auditions and then I've paid three or four hundred pounds for photos that didn't get me an audition in an entire year so you don't have to spend the money it just it can be about the right shot the right look I don't know what it is but you've got to keep on going until you find something and yeah like I said so there's a lot of photographers that just want to practice sometimes so it's not a bad idea to reach out to photographers and collaborate with them and do some shoots so you have some content for social media the kind of stuff that I like to put out is um, clips from my showreel or even rehearsal footage behind the scenes stuff is usually pretty good anything you can really it could be a good idea to look up a few actors that you idolize and they could be your peers they could be just you know a few credits ahead of you and see how they're how they're putting themselves across on the internet ah imdb so i think it is one of the most powerful things that you can use on the internet for acting dare i say is that much so for something like i don't know if it's 12 or 15 pound or even 20 i think i get a discount so some websites you can actually get discounts I can't remember which ones, but if you sign up, I know the Actors Guild, even Spotlight, even Mandy.com. If you sign up to one, then it'll give you discounts to the others. But anyway, I think um, the normal price is like £20 a month. I think it's worth it because that online presence is really important. Just think like if you're looking to work with anyone, the first thing that you're going to do is Google them. What is the first page that comes up when you Google yourself? Maybe have a look at that and see what your online presence is like you might be surprised actually there might be some really weird things that pop up and you're like why is that popping up old pictures from years and years and years ago or weird things you don't want to be there if there are I suggest you find a way of deleting them just clean that up I don't know if anyone used to have myspace but yeah my old myspace profile used to pop up and it was pretty dodgy even I, I actually have two facebook profiles one is more of a business one and the other one is a personal one and i think i've made it private you could probably tell me that i'm wrong but i've done my best to try and keep that stuff private and non-acting because sometimes you don't want to bombard your non-actor friends with it as well that's why it's quite nice to keep the business side and the personal side separate because as much as people interested in acting aren't interested in your home videos your friends might not be interested in your acting stuff oh you're saying but what if I don't have loads of followings well it doesn't really matter if I'm honest as long as what's on there is good content because people know and they get it not everyone is into social media in that way if you can be I don't think it hurts but if you're not then I don't think the numbers matter it's just what's on there I think there was a there was a girl that and she used to be a lead in Downton Abbey she wasn't in the film she was a lead in Downton Abbey and she's only recently gotten on social media because I think I looked her up I was like oh what's she up to now and then she popped up on social media and she literally had about 700 followers or something like that but it didn't matter but you google her and all these photos come up from IMDB she's got all the professional things she's got news cutting she's got premiere pictures all that she's got a really great online presence so you know I don't think as much as social media is helpful the main thing is that your general internet presence is good because no one really 
you're not going to do yourself any favours if people Google you and they can't find anything. Ah, another one to watch out for. Any really old bad showreels or any old bad short films or anything like that. Short films might be more difficult to hide because the directors and producers are pretty... Well, I'm sure they'll want to keep that up there. So that's one thing. But old showreels, if you can, just go through the internet and take down anything that's dated. Make sure on your YouTube, there's also Vimeo. You just upload your latest showreels and make sure that whatever's up there is consistent. The same with credits. Make sure your credits are on there. I know so many people that have done a lot of stuff and then, you know, I might have a quick look at their profile, see what they're up to. And there's like, half their credits are missing. And I think, why? Because they just look, you know, why wouldn't you put your credits up? The more, the better. The more experienced you are, the better, I think. And yeah, again, consistency across all platforms. One of my favourite things about marketing is it can lead to a lot of opportunities. Look, in an ideal world, we'd all like our own PR companies. Just pay someone 500 quid, they'll sort everything out, they'll arrange some events, some interviews, all these things. But, you know, most likely we're not at that stage yet. £500, you, I think that's the lower end, by the way. I think we're thinking, I think we're talking thousands. I think I have inquired before when I've had projects coming out and it has kind of been like, oh, it's like a thousand pounds a month and you have to do a minimum three months. I'm like, don't really want to be spending that. But you can do it yourself. If you're quite smart and savvy and you've you've got a bit of kick in you, it is quite easy to do yourself. You can get in touch with people doing podcasts. If you have something coming out, you can get in touch with people. Always happy to hear from people, by the way. If you have got anything coming out, let me know. And I'm happy to talk about it and spread the word. Or anyone really that has something that they'd like to talk about, get in touch. Uh, see? That's one way of reaching people. Another way is interviews. There are a lot of people that like to exchange like blogs and interviews. Now, If you have a website, this is really handy for SEOs. I read this book about SEOs recently and there's a thing called backlinks and backlinks helps you move up on Google in search. And now what a backlink is, it basically means your website address is on someone else's website. So for my website example, I now do exchange blogs with other people and so what I do is I interview them and I'll put their interview on my post with a link to their website they will post it on theirs and so we've kind of swapped and especially if in that post you also have lots of keywords it will help you go up so that's useful I know not everyone has websites do I think websites are useful um I've gone through stages in my acting career one year I'll have a website I'll take it down I'll add it up it doesn't hurt does it I don't think you're gonna put people off Eh, maybe if it's a bad website but you know we're talking here that you're on it with your content your show reel's great your pictures are great so as long as you've got that stuff you don't need anything too complicated I don't know how many people literally search actor in google I don't think that's gonna I mean I don't think most of us have any hopes I'm pretty sure there's going to be some super super duper a-lister that comes up when you search actor I don't think any of our websites will get to the top however they are handy if you meet someone and you just want to direct someone to your work and you've got it all in a neat place you don't have to be here's my Vimeo link here's my YouTube link here's my spotlight here's my IMDB at least you can have everything in one place you could then put that website link on your Facebook your Twitter your YouTube everything 
and people can come and find your work and at least you've got a hub. So I've got a website. It's called jadeashervoiceovers.com. Oh my God, I forgot. Uh, and I, I recently just bought jadeasher.co.uk because it was a voiceover website predominantly. But as more stuff's coming in and I've got other things, I thought, oh, it's just handy if I have it all in one place and I don't have three different websites to update. So I think that's handy. But again, it's up to you. It's not necessarily the most important things are your spotlight, everything on your spotlight's up to date your social medias as talked about before and any other casting platforms and yeah just a a way of connecting them together so the links are there so you can find them so I hope that's helped I know that I've not gone into too much detail I'm literally melting right now so (laughs) I'm doing my best to stay alive so I'm going to move on to questions but if anyone has any more in-depth questions about marketing or anything like that then do let me know I would love to answer your questions Ooh, so I'm going to go with my questions. My question is actually from LinkedIn, another one I didn't mention. So LinkedIn, yes, it's a business uh, platform, but like I said, we're actors, we're a business, and I have been approached over the years more for opportunities like interviews and um, podcasts and stuff like that, but I have had people get in touch um, about theatre shows and corporate stuff as well. So it can be quite interesting, and like I said, it doesn't hurt, and it's quite easy to uh, get in touch. I know a lot of actors that actually use it quite a lot. So this actor in particular has got in touch with me. They sent me a message. Uh, This is from Ricardo Smith. Hi, Ricardo. Thank you so much for sending me such a lovely message. Uh, he asked me how long did you wait until your first audition I think what he's asking here is how long do you wait until you're ready to go to an audition like have you got to prepare yourself as a person Um, when are you at the stage to go to one I think you get better at auditions by going to auditions so if you get a chance to go go are you gonna mess up maybe probably we're humans we mess up all the time what is perfect I don't know whoever walked into an audition room just smashed it and got the role straight away okay it happens sometimes but not often most likely I'd say whenever people hold auditions there's probably going to be like 70% that are quite questionable the only way you're going to learn is by going and you'll get better that way so what can I expect from my first audition again could be anything every audition is completely different you just have to go in there have your wits about you pay attention to what they ask of you and just take instructions that's the best way to explain it really and then we've got his final question what are casting directors usually looking for (laughs) ricardo that is the question (laughs) we all want to know um what are they looking for i don't think they know half the time they're looking for what the casting directors and the producers are looking for and they don't know what they're looking for half the time they'll know it when they see it so all you can do is do your prep make sure you're organized turn up on time be professional and give it your all as long as every time you do your best for that time in your life then you can't go wrong so thank you ricardo smith it was lovely to answer your questions they're a little bit challenging so i like that thank you for listening and i'm gonna go take a cold shower Thank you for listening to another episode of Acting with Asher. For any questions, please get in touch with us at www.jadeashervoiceovers.com and don't forget to subscribe or follow us at Jade Asher. Thanks again. Bye.